Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands on my underwear. This is the Where's the yeah, I mean, you really don't want to make friends around here, do you? I... I didn't come here for that. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Snap Back to Reality, the podcast where we revisit the trash TV from the early 2000s that we grew up with and love to hate. I'm your host, Riley Ennis, and welcome to episode two. Um, so first of all, I'd like to thank you all so much for joining me again. I hope that you have had a good week since last week. Um, I had a pretty good week. Uh, just a lot of working, so I'm glad it's the weekend. It's the long weekend, actually. I'm recording this on um, MLK weekend, so I have off on Monday as well, which is really nice. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to record this episode because it's a special one for me. Today I'm going to be discussing a uh, mid-2000s favorite TV show, um, one that I personally have a, a long history with and enjoyed watching a lot. Um, so yeah, today's episode is about Pimp My Ride. Uh So my personal Pimp My Ride journey, um, I think I watched a lot of this in middle school. Uh, I'm going to go over the background of Pimp My Ride a little bit, but to jump ahead, it it was on from 2004 until 2007, which was basically my entire middle school um, timeline. So now you can pinpoint exactly how old old I am if you want to do that. Um, So yeah, I remember watching this, uh, especially at my mom's house in middle school, um, and it was something that I always um, enjoyed watching. I would like marathon it and never get sick of it. And I think that everyone around this age, um, especially, you know, if you were my age and you didn't have a car yet as you were watching Pit My Ride, I think we all dreamed about growing up and getting just a really old, shitty beater car that one day we could submit our audition tape to Pit My Ride and um, you know, exhibit would show up at our house and take away our car and it would come back with like a candy paint job and uh, 20 inch rims. Um, so I know that that was a dream of mine growing up, even though I know nothing about cars um, and I really don't care about cars all that much. I just care that, you know, it has pretty good gas mileage, like efficient fuel efficiency, and um, it looks kind of nice. So, but yeah, I, I loved Pimp My Ride. I loved this show. Um, and so I was excited to go back and rewatch it. Um, so, A little bit of background on Pimp My Ride, like I mentioned, it premiered in 2004, it ran for six seasons um, in 2007, Um, and I think this this time was the the height of pimp culture. Um, I remember a lot of like rap music that featured like pimp juice uh, and like pimp chalices, like those pimp cups, if anyone remembers. I got one for Christmas one year from um, my stepbrother that said like, pimpette on it um and yeah there were like rappers like that i associate you know 50 cent i remember was really big around this time Lil john so um it was just this time of pimp culture pimp aesthetic really becoming mainstream obviously that you know has a background its own cultural history but um this was the time that the mainstream like media and pop culture and society really latched onto it and marketed it to suburban white teens you know the the target demographic that everyone loves to hit um so that's when pimp my ride came out at kind of the height of this um and so in the show the the customizing and the restoration of the cars were done um it was by west coast customs for the first four seasons and then for seasons five and six galpin auto sports which i think it was only ever called like gas or ga gas i don't 
entirely remember. I, I watched the first four seasons, definitely. I don't fully remember the last two. Um, so... According to Wikipedia, most of the changes that were made on the cars were only cosmetic, uh, with only enough work done in the interior, like the guts of the car, the motors and everything, to um, make sure that it would still run and the the contestant could drive away. Um, So that's uh, something that kind of you know, was the controversy coming out of Pimp My Ride. Later on, there were some of the former contestants uh, talked about how two weeks later their cars would just break down and yeah, they hadn't really done anything to help (laughs) other than just add a bunch of random shit and electronics and a paint job. Um, So that's just one of the controversies that kind of surrounds the, the lore of Pimp My Ride. Um, and so occasionally, uh, um, and it was only during a couple of the season finales, they would replace the cars altogether. Um, like in the first season finale, the car had actually been like welded together from two halves of two different cars. And they were like, this is where you can't, there's nothing to pimp here. Like you cannot make anything out of this that's like worthwhile driving away. So they replaced that car altogether. And then in a couple of the other season finales, they replaced the cars altogether as well. Um, and so, yeah, this was like one of MTV's most successful shows, uh, both domestically as well as worldwide. Um, it had several spinoffs, including Pimp My Ride UK. There was a Pimp My Ride Brazil and a Pimp My Ride International, which was in um, Central Europe. Um, and Pimp My Ride International actually was hosted by Lil Jon and Fat Joe. So um, another one of the other rappers I kind of mentioned earlier um, who are part of this pimping ain't easy culture. Um, and then as, as well as the spinoffs, like the official spinoffs from MTV. There was also the CMT show Trick My Truck, which I have never seen. Um, So that might be interesting to maybe watch that one and compare it to Pimp My Ride. Um, Yeah, I I never really watched anything on CMT. So that's kind of a a cultural blind spot for me. So maybe I can investigate some of those shows as well as we're going through um, this lovely reality TV journey that we're taking together. So as I mentioned, there were some um, there's some controversy some some from some of the former contestants who were on the show. Um, so some of the former contestants alleged that some aspects of the show were faked. Um, so allegedly, uh, production would come before filming and kind of make the the cars look worse uh, to you know make the before and afters more dramatic. So they said that they would strip the paint off or they did other things like put um, just like litter and trash in the cars. Uh, which I, I guess makes a lot of sense because I personally, you know, I watched a few of these um, these old episodes before I picked one specifically to recap. Um, and a lot of the time I was like, why don't they just clean their cars? Like, yeah, the paint job sucks and it's an old car, but you also have like disgusting, like old food and piles of trash and like papers and old shoes and stuff in the backseat of your car. Like you don't need to get it pimped. You just need like you know, an hour and like a heavy duty trash bag and like some Windex and Lysol. So um, if if MTV actually came beforehand and made the cars look worse and like threw a bunch of trash and gunk, that makes a little bit more sense. Um, and then as along with that, they were also um, told that they had to be more enthusiastic than um, they might otherwise have been. They were coached on how to act on, upon the reveal of the car, which is also kind of a little bit, no duh, like that's how, like we know, Nowadays, we know that's how reality TV works. Like, we know that people have to do multiple shots to get things, or we know that when something is filmed in front of a live studio audience, there's, like, a hype guy or someone with cue cards kind of coaching the audience on how to react, or they go through and they do a bunch of reaction shots before the actual 
show or whatever is done so that they can edit it to make it look how they want. So it makes sense that, you know, especially some people just aren't good in front of the TV, aren't good in front of the camera, I mean, um, and they might come off as a little bit dull when in actuality maybe they are really excited about their car, so they just kind of had to go back and encourage them to act more excited. Um, I think I'm kind of, you know, I'm erring on the side of, like, I'm giving uh, Pimp My Ride the benefit of the doubt when in all actuality it was probably like these people were looking at their cars and being like, what the fuck and then they had to go back and be like no act like you care um so who knows um and then one other thing one other controversy that's kind of come up in the past uh from pimp my ride was that um former participants had also said that the overhaul process um which on the show it kind of it seems as if it only takes like two or three days maybe um they say that it lasted between six and eight months which is a very long time to go without a car. So that does make me wonder um, if MTV was providing the contestants with a rental or some other kind of form of transportation. You know, this was the pre-Uber area and not, I mean, I guess most of these contestants did come from Southern California where there might be some sort of public transportation. Um, I know that there is like a metro in Los Angeles, but I don't think people use it very often. It's kind of, there's a culture of driving out there. I do know that. So yeah, you do have to wonder like where they left high and dry or were they provided with some kind of transportation. Um, in one of the episodes I watched before I, you know, picked one to recap, I'm not recapping this one, but the whole kind of like emotional kicker was that the contestant would drive her grandma around and it was the only transportation like she or her grandma had. And, you know, that's why they had to make it all nice, like do it for grandma. So it's like, what did grandma do for those six months? Like she had to go to her, her uh, doctor's appointment. So did, what did you guys do for grandma? It's kind of ironic if you're using that as like the emotional heart of your story. And then you're like, oh, well, sorry, grandma, you can just, you know, chill on the couch for six months. We'll bring the car back eventually. Um, so, of course, as I've mentioned, Pit My Ride was a huge cultural phenomenon. Like, this exploded and was, like, the biggest thing. Um, so there were all kinds of parodies and references um, during this time uh, to Pit My Ride from all kinds of other TV shows and other, like, pop cultural things. Um, so just a few examples. Um, there was a Jimmy Kimmel Live sketch that was a Pimp My Bride that I think Exhibit actually, like, was in that. Um, there was an episode in the Boondocks uh, that referenced Pimp My Ride. Exhibit did the voiceover work, so he played himself in the Boondocks. Um, there was a Robot Chicken sketch. There was an episode of Drake and Josh that had, like, it featured a Pump My Room contest, which obviously is a nod to Pimp My Ride. Um, and so then the thing that I found most interesting as I was looking through this, on MTV Australia, there was a series of short mini documentaries called Pimp My Kettle that was about pimping kitchen kettles. Um, so I said it was pictures of real kettles pimped by artists and professional car customizers. Um, and I don't know what this means. <laughs> like, how do you pimp a kettle? Did they add a spoiler to the back of it? Because they did add a spoiler to the back of every single Pimp My Ride car that I watched when I was preparing for this episode. Like, did they paint it? I'm sure they painted it. I just, it was that I just found really interesting. Um, so yeah, some of the the background on Pimp My Ride and the lore surrounding this wonderful uh, cultural icon of a show. So like I mentioned before, um, I looked at a few different uh, episodes before I came across this one. Um, I was just, you know, Pimp My Ride is hard to find. Let me just put that out there. Let me, let me rephrase. Pimp My Ride is hard to find for free on the internet, um, and that's something that I like to live by, I always prefer, you know, a, a free moment instead of having to pay for something. So, 
you know, I'm not going to go into the exact methods that I uh, was able to find Pimp My Ride. Um, it may have just involved Googling watch Pimp My Ride online free. <laughs> but uh, I, I watched a few episodes and it was, you know, the connection just wasn't good. It wasn't hosted on a good website or whatever. Um, so I watched like a few episodes from the first season and I was like, okay, maybe I'll pick one of these. I considered recapping like the very first episode of Pimp My Ride ever, but I knew that there was like some more ridiculous stuff that happened like as they really got into the show. So I was like, no, let me go a little bit deeper. Um, so I ended up Googling like most ridiculous Pimp My Ride episodes. And what I found was this one that I like vaguely remember that involved a Ford Econoline van and they put a hot tub in the back. And I was like, oh yeah, this is this is what I want to talk about. So I was watching that one last night actually and it was on this same kind of shitty website. Um, and it just like, it was lagging and it kept dying. <laughs> like the stream kept dying and I kept having to refresh. Um, and my Chromecast would go in and out and it just like really wasn't working for me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to commit to this. Like this is for my podcast. I'm taking it seriously. I will purchase this episode on Amazon. Um, and I was like, yeah, I will pay that $2 like for you guys. So I hope you know that I've like probably never purchased anything on Amazon that I could find for free even if it was terrible quality on the internet before so this is you know this is I think is an indication of how seriously I take this um so I looked it up and I was like all right what was the one with the hot tub okay it was season three episode one let's do it so I, I log on to Amazon you know I go on I purchase the episode and I'm watching it and I was like this is not the same episode that I was watching. Um, so I guess Amazon only has seasons like two through six. I don't even know if it has like through six, but it definitely starts at season two. It does not have season one, um, but it's not labeled like that. So season two on Amazon is season one. So season three is actually season four. So what I ended up watching instead of the the hot tub episode was season four, episode one. Um, and as I was watching it, I was like, okay, well, whatever. I bought it, so I'm committing to this one. <laughs> I hope it's good. And I was just, I was so happy because uh, this episode was one that I remember. Um, it's one that I, like, specifically talk about. Like, I brought up as an example to a friend, like, a few days ago when I was talking about, like, what I wanted to do. And just, like, an example of, like, one of the most ridiculous things I'd ever seen in Pimp My Ride. Um, so I don't want to spoil it ahead of um, going into the recap. But um, it's just one of those things, you know, it's serendipity. It's when the universe just aligns and it all works out for you. Okay, so season four, episode one, Pimp My Ride. It is a pacer, AMC, or an AMC pacer. I don't know what kind of car that is, but if you want to look that up and Google what it looks like, that's what we're looking at. So as all Pimp My Ride's episodes do, it opens on exhibit. Um, and he, you know, gives his little spiel about how he, uh, there are cars that are pacemakers for the industry, just like how he is. And, you know, it plays some exhibit music behind him. And I do just want to say, like, Pimp My Ride was literally my only, like, cultural exposure to exhibit as a person, like, at all. I am not familiar with his music. I have not seen, like, his other, like, content that he's produced, like, whatever other TV shows or web things he's been in. Um, so yeah, I was like, sure, X, like that's also, I'm going to call him X. Cause you know, despite me having literally like no experience with his content or music or what have you, you know, we're close like that. So I was like, yeah, sure. X, you're a pacemaker, even though I don't know who you are. <laughs> um, so then he's like, other cars are pacemakers, but not this pacer. And it, you know, it shows like shots of the contestant, Jessica, um, 
driving around um, and it's just a terrible car, which we will get into. And so, um, you know, he says, as always, like, she has no idea that I'm about to pimp her ride. Let's go. And then it goes into the funky theme song, which, you know, I could sing, but I, I probably shouldn't and I won't. Um, so, yeah, I love that Pimp My Ride. And, you know, it had that 1970s aesthetic um, theme song and the uh, the theme intro um, graphics. Uh, so that was that was fun. That was, you know, a time of, oh, does anyone remember that? Oh, there was that reality show. I'm just remembering it, like, right as I'm on the air right now. Um, that was, like, the 70s house or whatever. And they would have to do the hustle, like, randomly. Like, whenever the music came on, they had to, like, all gather and do the hustle together. It was, like, the real world or whatever, but it was, like, a 70s-themed house. It was, like, right around the same time. Oh, my goodness. I'm definitely going to have to do that one in a, maybe in a few episodes. Like, ah, I forgot all about it. But anyway, the, the point that I was making was that, like, this time of you know, the early 2000s, like the 70s were in style um, and that kind of aesthetic was in. So the Pimp My Ride intro, you know, kind of reflected where we were in in the culture of the time. All right. So um, as all Pimp My Ride episodes do, it opens after, you know, we have our little exhibit opening. It opens with the uh, contestant kind of introducing themselves and um, explaining their car and all of the issues that come along with it. So we have Jessica, who is a 21-year-old student. Um, she's going to school for nutrition, and she has her 1976 AMC Pacer. Um, she says that she got it just because her dad was apparently driving by a trailer park one day and saw it just sitting there. It was $300. Um, so, you know, it was already a bit of a steal, <laughs> if you can call it that. I mean, anything that runs for $300, like, that's not too bad, honestly. Um, so they bought that, um, and so it has all kinds of issues. Uh, the paint job is what paint job is there to speak of. It has like five different colors on it. Like the front end is a different color than the door. And then there are like circular patches of like silver showing through. Um, the black rims, she says that she spray painted them black to disguise uh, from all the rust. Um, the driver's side door doesn't open. And then like the PSD resistance, they have a little uh, the entire back window is completely gone, like the glass is gone, and it is plastic. Um, and she says that she would like write little things on the plastic, like cute little messages. Um, and so someone has like written over her little message, and now it just says like a giant eat me on the plastic. Um, which I'm like, okay, if that really bothers you, you should just like replace it. It's not like you put a lot of, it's not a sunk cost in your like, you know, your your giant piece of plastic you can get another one pretty easily and replace that window and update the saying if you don't like the graffiti but whatever and she goes on to say that um so she had to store her car at her dad's house for the winter and I was a little bit confused when like don't you need to like use your car in the winter but I guess not um and rats moved into her car and they ate her interior and carpet so it's really gross looking um and there is you know just junk all inside of it like I mentioned earlier a lot of these cars just have like flotsam and jetsam for lack of a better word just I know that has nothing to do with cars and everything to do with like shipwrecks but like go with it you know they just have a, a bunch of random stuff like in their cars um and so the the next little section of you know after they introduce the car they have the friends kind of talk shit on the car and and give the the contestant a hard time so she has a sister who looks exactly like her I don't think they're twins but they look exactly like each other um and like as the sister is like talking about how shitty her car is she literally like reaches in to like touch like the interior like reaches in through the window and like breaks a piece of it off in her hand like as she's discussing it 
Um, and then like one of the other friends, I, I honestly have no idea what this friend said. I was just like her, her look took me back. Um, she looks very like 2005 emo. She has like short hair that's obviously dyed from a box, like jet black. And she's wearing like a graphic t-shirt and this was like how I looked in middle school, like sans the hair dye, because I was afraid to dye my hair back then, which is really funny now because you can't see me, obviously, on a podcast, but um, I have blue hair, so I have to like bleach my hair and I dye my hair like every few months. Um, but like in middle school, I really wanted to be emo. Like I really, but I just, I couldn't commit to the aesthetic fully. And I think there was like a little bit too much joy and lightness in my heart like even at the time like the angstiest I ever was like in middle school and high school I couldn't like fully commit to emo because like I didn't have like a fully black heart but I always appreciated the aesthetic and I wanted to be emo a little bit so I I really liked uh just seeing that look and you know it took me back to that time period um so anyway so she mentions again that she's a nutritionist with a passion for healthy living so remember this she's a nutritionist and she likes healthy living um so that's that comes back into play um and she does mention that she doesn't have enough money to fix her car i'm going to circle back to that later and then of course on every pimp my ride episode they say like right before exhibit shows up please mtv pimp my ride so you know she she cries out to mtv to come and i'm like they're already there like (laughs) this was not your audition tape this was obviously production showing up at your house um but that's just me making fun of the script i know that jessica has no control over it so sorry jessica if you're listening don't feel bad um all right so exhibit shows up and he talks shit on the car um (laughs) What I love about this is, like, there's always these weird edits of him, like, showing up in the middle of the street where, like, they just, like, Lindsay Lohan in the parent trap him and, you know, like, Photoshop him in a bunch of times, like, walking around. So um, that's always fun. And he, like, comes up and talks shit on the car. Um, He says, okay, like I mentioned earlier, I don't know anything about an AMC pacer. Maybe I could have done more due diligence and looked that kind of stuff up, but it felt like a little extraneous information that no one needs to know. But Exhibit says that it has the nicknames The Greenhouse, The Bubble Car, or The Pregnant Roller Skate, which I don't believe him. I don't think that anyone, like when this car was on the market, maybe The Bubble Car, that sounds like that could be a a real nickname. The Pregnant Roller Skate sounds like something that he made up in that moment because then he like uses it to make a joke about like oh pregnancy and roller skates those always go well together and I'm like okay that's I don't know it was weird and I just like he sounded like he was telling the truth though like he was or either he was either trying to troll us or like it is the truth because he was like here's a fun fact about this car um again and then he says like another thing like why does he know so much about 1976 AMC Pacers but he says the slogan was small was never this wide um and then he says that sounds like a little kim song which kind of it does um and then he's like oh that's nasty um what i learned upon watching this show which i think is probably obvious but you know i didn't know because i had this type of humor like when i was watching it but it's all just like immature like dick jokes and like i don't know like funny sex humor whatever so he makes that joke that that's nasty and that's like the first one of many that happens while he's doing his little like pre talking shit on the car ritual all right so um another thing that wasn't really mentioned by jessica but exhibit notices immediately is that the passenger door is like larger than the driver's side door um so 
that's, you know, just like another issue on the car. Uh, he goes around at the little eat me window, like his the back window, and laughs at that. Um, apparently it said live life in the slow lane. Like she had written that on it before someone came and wrote a big black, like giant block letter, eat me over that. And again, I'm kind of like, can you see through that? Like you need to see through your back window. You should just replace it unless it just happened or unless it was MTV that did it. You know, there it is. There it is. It's all coming together and making connections. Like as I'm talking about it. Um, so he goes up, he knocks on her door. She like freaks out. I can't believe you're here again, girl. Like the production team is there. Like, you know, they're, you knew they were coming. You sent in an audition tape. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they do the ritual of, like, going back to the car and they talk shit on it together. Like, you know, rehashing kind of the same things we've seen. Um, he opens her trunk. Okay, this, I want to point this out because we're going to, again, we're going to get to it. But, you know, she keeps stuff in her trunk. She uses her trunk for storage. Um, like, it's not very good. She has to prop it up with, like, a piece of wood. But she has, like, granola bars and honey. And, you know, X is like, oh, you you eat pretty healthy. And she's like, yeah, I'm a nutritionist. So, you know, but it's, like, granola bars, honey, like, honey, I'm assuming, like, it's honey granola. Like, it's things that's um, portable is what I'm trying to say. So, all right, we come back to it. Um, they, like, look in inside the car together, uh, exhibit immediately, like, spots, like, rat turd pellets on the floor. Um, gross. And she's like, oh, no, that's not rat shit. That's just, uh, gifts from mice friends. And I'm like, girl, just vacuum. That's gross. MTV didn't come in and throw rat shit on your floor. That shit was there. Um, he squeezes her fuzzy dice and makes, like, a joke about testicles. Again, lots of just, like third grade humor um like a huge giant like three foot piece of the like plastic interior comes off in his hand as he's like touching this car like again you know like it did earlier with her sister as she was just like touching it like the interior is snapping off so like I'm curious at how this was even holding up as she was driving it um and so then, like, they point out all where the interior has been torn up from the rats eating it. And he makes a joke about carpet munching. Again, just, like, really immature. That probably really would have gone over my head <laughs> as a kid. So, I mean, I guess I can appreciate it now. Just the fact that, like, I wouldn't have gotten that joke when I was first watching this show. Um, so, whatever. That's that's fine. Um, and as he, like, goes in, he, like, squeezes in through the passenger side door since the driver's side door isn't opening. And he makes a joke about size mattering. And I'm just pointing out all of the instances since I said that it was happening. I just wanted to, like, document that. Um, and so, like, as he's driving away, she's like, oh, I'm so happy. Like, I, you know, I'm, the, I deserve this or the car deserves this or whatever. She's really happy that her ride is going to be pimped. And she's like, I've tried so hard to make this car look okay. And I'm like, it's just, like, vacuum it? Like, it obviously not. It, like, there was a lot, all kinds of gross stuff. Even if it wasn't MTV, like, going in and making it look nasty, like, you allowed rats to live in your car, and, like, it was gross. So that always bothers me. I'm like, just clean your cars. Um, but, again, if it's production, like, what can I do? I can't get too angry at them. Um, so Exhibit takes the car. You know, it always shows, like, shots of him driving down the road as he, like, drives it to West Coast Customs. And, like, I should have known. I was a dumb kid. <laughs> like, I always just assumed that I was like eligible for things like things would just happen to me um so I don't like thought that like 
Pimp My Ride was shot like all over America. And I fully just thought that he would just drive those cars like from wherever, like he could be in Omaha, Nebraska, and he's going to drive it to California. Because like on some episodes, you know, he'll be like, okay, off to West Coast Customs. Um, But sometimes he's like, all right, off to the West Coast. I'm like, yeah, cross country road trip. Hope you don't like die in that car. But like you can do an exhibit. So um, I should have known that he just like, it's, you know, a local drive. But that's just something that I just, you know, my dumbass like thought as a child that he was driving it from wherever else. And that's why I thought I had a chance. Like, that's why I thought when I turned 16, I could buy a $300 car from a trailer park and have him show up one day and just take it from me. So, um, and like, it shows him like harassing people on the street, like calling out through his windows. And I'm just like, eh, that doesn't age so well in the Me Too era. Maybe just like, don't bother people. But to, you know, their credit, I mean, Again, it probably is just all set up and fake by production, but it doesn't show who he's harassing and he doesn't say anything like, hey, girl, maybe he does, actually. Maybe he's like, maybe it, can I pick up girls in this? But I don't know. It's not It's not terribly gross and dogish, but it still is like street harassment. So I'm just like, okay, maybe don't. Um, so he like pulls into West Coast Customs and of course, like all of the employees like gather around the car and start joking about how it's awful. Um, and Mad Mike, who we'll get into all of the uh, wonderful characters of West Coast Customs, but Mad Mike is, you know, he's he's iconic. He's a favorite. He's the electronics guy, so he's just, like, one of the, the big personalities of the show. Um, so he, like, gets in the car and, just, like, straight up says that it smells like rat shit, um, which is gross because she was driving around in that, and I don't know what rat shit smells like. Uh, knock on wood. I'm going to knock on wood a little bit because I'm actually quite superstitious, um, but I've never had, like, a rat infestation or a mouse infestation where anywhere where I've lived, so I've never had to deal with, like, that kind of pest. Um, and so I don't know, just like off the top of my head, what ratchet smells like. Um, but that's really fucking nasty that, uh, he knew and that her car smells like that. Okay. So, um, in every Pimp My Ride episode, it's so like, again, this is kind of repetitive, but, uh, they like kind of either they're talking shit on the car or they like discuss what is being done to the car. So they all kind of gather around and they have a meeting of the minds and they go through and, uh, discuss like each part of the, um, what like what they're gonna do and then they show them doing that so I'm not gonna say exactly what they're gonna do I'm just kind of gonna go through and discuss like each of the people um because they're kind of the characters of the show uh so you have Ryan who's the shop owner um and he says that you know up front he says like Jessica's into like healthy living diet and exercise and okay like they store they all store that away for later um, so Alex is the tire guy and, um, he is significant because he like has a lot of tattoos and piercings and he has these three like spike piercings in his lower lip. Um, and if there's one thing that has like been driven into me from my mother who, you know, for a very long time with a, was an orthodontist assistant, um, and I had braces and, you know, she would tell me all kinds of things that I would ignore. Like I would eat popcorn with my braces all the time. I broke a bracket once cause I was eating raw spaghetti. Yes. Just like hard spaghetti noodles. I was a weird kid. Um, but like she would always freak out whenever she saw people with facial piercings around their mouth because, uh, it can like damage your teeth a lot um, and it can like chip your teeth and it just like is bad news especially if you have them for a long time so like as soon as I started like rewatching this show and I saw that he has like those piercings I was just like oh his lower teeth I hope those are, they're okay like ugh, ugh, I hope they're fine um, all right so then the paint guy I, I don't know I really wasn't paying attention to his name there's like a few different paint guys like they're not any like of the big personalities of the show so 
he talks. One thing I did notice, he calls the like color that he's going to paint the car sunfire yellow. Like I was watching this one time, um, and I always watch things with subtitles on just because I like to, you know, read while I watch so I can be sure that I heard everything. And subtitles can be wrong sometimes. So I, I saw that, and I saw that the subtitles had said sunfire, and I was like, that's weird. Um, and then as I was rewatching to take notes and I was like paying closer attention, he definitely says sunfire and not sunflower yellow. Um, so I don't know if that is a specific color, but I just thought that that was weird and I wanted to point it out. Um, so then you have Ish who does the interiors. So he does like um, carpeting and, you know, all of the upholstery and the seats and things like that. Um, Big Dane does accessories. And then uh, Mad Mike, um, who I mentioned earlier, who's like one of the bigger personalities of the show, he does the electronics. So they all sit around their table and they discuss what they're going to do. And then they they get to work. So they start out by uh, stripping out the interior. And so like they take out the seats and there is a disgusting amount of rat shit under the seats, like piles of rat shit, like to the point where it actually like made me a little bit sick to look at it. And I'm I'm a little bit like queasy you know squeamish person but not usually just from like looking at something like that but to imagine the fact that oh she was like driving around in that and like sitting on top of it is just really really gross um so like on top of all of the rat shit as they like take the like plastic of the dashboard off of like the car the frame itself a live rat was inside of the dash and like comes out with it and so there is a literal rat um, and it's nasty. Like, the rat is actually kind of cute because I think, you know, rodents are cute. But, like, that's gross to just know that it was there. Like, as they were driving around, like, as Exhibit was driving, there was, like, a rat, like, inches from his feet. It's just nasty. Um, so one of the uh, employees who I think they call, like, this is what this is what the subtitles say. Um, they call him Adolf, which I didn't know people still named their kids Adolf anymore. Um, so... I just maybe don't name your kid that but they're like Adolf grab the rat and so Adolf takes the rat and he like takes it inside the shop uh to scare Ryan the owner and Ryan like sees him coming and immediately like jumps up and books it outside and so I guess he's afraid of rats and they all knew it and he's like screaming he's like I knew there'd be a rat he's like go let it out go let it out not here um and that was just kind of funny but yeah just so like if you look up this episode, it's it's funny to watch him run away from the rat. Um, which, again, the rat's kind of cute, so, like, I don't know why you're running. So after they're done stripping everything out, they start out by putting a new body kit. And I don't know what a body kit is, but apparently it's a bumper. Um, they put a, a new bumper on the car. So I guess the thing about, like, AMC Pacers is they're, they're very wide, but they're also very, like, short. So they're kind of squat. Um, so the body kit they order because no one makes like a body kit for a pacer specifically they have to like Frankenstein it together with like a different body kit so that it's wide enough to fit on the front of the car so they do that they put the ugly ass body kit on the car um, and they take it into paint Um, so they start with a silver base paint and then they put like these star stickers on it so it has like all of these shooting stars at the front um, and then they spray like yellow over it it's that sunfire yellow and then they like ombre the front with like a cinnamon like a red pearlescent um, and it and then um, like they peel off the star stickers and I'm kind of into it because I have really bad taste so I'm like oh yeah I love this ugly ass tacky shooting star car I would definitely if someone just gave it to me I would absolutely be like please I love it 
Um, I would probably, I would not spend my own money to get that paint job. But if someone pimped my car and it came back with like a shooting star motif, I wouldn't be mad at it, to be quite honest. Um, And then they ruin it by adding like what they call airbrushed accents. And it's just like black lines like through the front of the car, just I guess to make it look like it's going fast or whatever. But it just looks bad. It looks really ugly and it just makes it look dirty because it just like goes through the stars. Like maybe if they had avoided spraying it through the stars, it might have looked better. I guess it's just like shading, a shading technique, but I don't know. I hate it. So I'm mad that they added the, um, the black lines over it. Okay. So the next thing that they do after they're done with the painting is they're, they're, they're ready to do the interior. And they put like fucking bright yellow shag carpet all over the interior like I'm the roof the floor there's shag door panels and I hate it like it is such a bad idea like oh my god it just makes me mad that it because it's such a bad idea um like this was already a girl like who couldn't keep her car clean enough that rats wouldn't shit in it and you're gonna put shag like we don't trust this girl to vacuum and you're gonna put shag carpet like not just like in the bottom but on the top and all over it just makes me mad because it's just stupid and it's it's gonna get sticky and dirty and like it's underneath like it's like at the bottom like where you put the mats like for your feet so like you're gonna get it dirty it's gonna have like what if you like get in mud I mean I guess they're in Southern California so it doesn't snow so it's not like there will be snow on it but there's going to be mud and dirt and like I from that moment if I saw that was my car that had shag fucking carpet in it I would like forbid anyone from getting within like three feet of it with any kind of food or drink like you can't even like spit like close to my car because of it just seems like a bad idea so anyway they put all this terrible shag carpet in it they fix the back of the door, like the hatch that she has, and they like motorize it, like automate it to like come up with the click of a button. Um, and then they go, uh, they're like, Jessica's pacer now has a trunk that operates like only the highest in cars. And I just thought that was funny because, you know, it shows how how the world can change in, in a few years. Because um, like I feel like within a few years after that, everyone had like at least an automatic at the touch of a button, like hatch or trunk that would open, if not like a button on your, um, like a key, you know, your remote key that you can do with it. Um, So it's just funny that they're like, oh, it's so high tech. It's only the highest end cars have this. And it's like within probably, I I don't know. So I'm, you know, I'm speaking with authority on um, something that I don't know anything about. I do that a lot. That's why I decided to start a podcast. Um, so, but I feel like within, you know, within three years, surely that was like, not, maybe not standard, like within, within eight years, for sure, that was standard on most cars, I gotta say. And then within three, I would say that it was like an option that you could add. It just, they just seemed like it was like a really big deal. And I'm like, yeah, it's cute. It's convenient. It's one of the better things that you did to this car, definitely, but it's not that big of a deal. Um, And so then they reveal that they're going to put in a solar panel to power all the electronics they're going to add the car. So um, because they do this on not a solar panel, but they add a stupid fucking spoiler to every car, like every single car on Pimp My Ride, I'm pretty sure gets a spoiler. Um, Most cars, because they're old, like shitty, like not cool like not fast or cool or like attractive cars they all look stupid as hell they always call it a wing maybe that's like the correct terminology I've always known it to be called a spoiler whatever it is it looks stupid um so they they, but they put the uh the solar panel on the spoiler I think it's it's a good idea like the solar panel itself is a great idea 
the spoiler is stupid, but if you're putting it to use and putting a solar panel on it, you know, you go Mad Mike. Um, and then they're like, apparently, they don't really go into this a lot. They really lean heavy into, um, like, TV monitors on other episodes of Pimp My Ride. Like, they have, you know, some cars that have, like, five or more TVs in it. Um, but apparently there are some some monitors inside of the car, um, and that's just kind of, like, thrown away. But the, the solar panel will help power those. Um, and so one of the things that's kind of unique to her car, it has an eight-track, uh, which, you know, obviously um, is pretty fucking useless uh so again they kind of do something cool with it and um mad mike somehow like converts it so you can put an mp3 like into this little like eight track holder shaped thing and then put it into the eight track like player itself and it'll play your mp3s and like that's really cool um and i think it's fun because it like keeps with the theme of the car like it's still kind of a vintagey car you like still have the eight track but um you actually are able to like use it um you know listen to modern music uh one of the things that i did think was funny was like the mp3 player that they show it's not it is very much not an ipod um it's like a very off-brand mp3 player i don't know how much it would have cost back in 2005 i don't know how much an ipod cost it probably cost like like three quarters of an ipod i would say or maybe half of an ipod but i looked it up and you can definitely get something on alibaba like for three dollars it looks better than what that is <laughs> um it's just funny like i always love looking at the technology in these old shows like the flip phones and like the chunky mp3 players because you know it just it just takes me back to that time and that aesthetic that we all had of having to like carry these chunky electronics around um, and then finally, just like the most beautiful part, and this was a thing that I was so happy and excited like about when I saw what episode this was, because I like very, very distinctly remember this. But because she's a nutritionist and she's into healthy living and everything, they like really lean into that and they put a juice bar in her trunk. And it is oh it's so dumb why like first of all now her trunk is not functional like I mentioned earlier she like uses her trunk to store things you can see that in the episode like when when it starts and like she's going back with the exhibit like there's a bunch of stuff and again like the kind of food that she eats and the snacks that she totes around with her is granola bars and like oats and honey like it's not juice like it's not a juicer so they like build a stand for like the juicer machine and they like make these plexiglass plexiglass sorry (laughs) plexiglass bins for fruits and veggies um and so they like put in like an actual like real ass juicer there's like four bins that they feel they fill with fruit it has like oranges and apples and um like carrots and stuff and so then they actually take like live wheatgrass, which I, I'm not familiar with wheatgrass. I've only ever heard of it in the context of like a smoothie or like a nutritional supplement. But they take like strips of live wheatgrass and they like install it into her car, like by the back windows so that it will grow in her car. Um, and yeah, it just seems really stupid and inconvenient. I think that it's dumb. I think that, um, she's not going to be able to use her trunk anymore. She's going to probably, she, we've already established she's not a very clean person. So is she going to just like leave the fruit there to like rot? Or is she going to like actually like be diligent about switching it out? I just, it's one of those, it's just like one of those really beautiful, terrible pimp my ride innovations of things that like maybe sounded good no it didn't this was one of those ideas that like was never truly a good idea if you think about it for longer than two seconds and even if it like 
was a good idea. There were so many better options that they could have done for things that are like would make a bigger impact in her life than this stupid juicer that they put in her car. And I always I remember this like I remember this as a specific episode of Pimp My Ride and this was one that I was talking about with a friend like a few days ago where I was like yes I remember an episode where they like put live wheatgrass in her car and I think I called it a blender I didn't remember that it was a juicer um and I was like and they put a blender in her car and it like popped out maybe they put a blender in someone else's car and I'm like mixing two episodes together but anyway they put wheatgrass in her car they put a juicer and a bunch of uh, vegetables and fruits in her car And then they like make some juice with it and it looks disgusting. It's like wheatgrass carrot juice, which I bet tastes terrible anyway. It looks like vomit. Um, And then they like call this guy over, um, Danny. He's bald and they tell him that it's miracle hair grow grow juice and he drinks it. It's like obviously a skit, but it's just like, it's funny. It's kind of stupid. And then they like rub the fruit pulp, I guess it's called. I guess you would call that like the fruit and veggie pulp like on his head. And I don't know, it's like a little mini food fight, um, but it's weird. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's that's those are all the upgrades that they do to her car. Um, and then, you know, the next scene is like her walking up. They're getting everything ready. Um, I noticed like a product placement. So it's like, don't forget the Q motor oil from Quaker Steak, which I was like, Quaker Steak and Lube, which is a restaurant that I guess is themed around like an auto repair shop. I've only ever gone to it like a couple of times like in the restaurant context but I don't know maybe they have some kind of like car repair business also associated with it um but anyway I'm always looking out for product placements and things like that now that I'm more aware of that than I was back when I was a young middle schooler watching these kinds of shows um so yeah Jessica comes up Let's take a moment to acknowledge her beautiful mid-2000s ensemble. Um, Jessica, in every scene that we've seen her so far, is has been wearing some kind of like lacy cami. Uh, but today she's wearing a lacy green camisole and she's wearing these light wash jeans. Of course, we all loved a light wash jean in 2005. Um, I hate light wash jeans a lot. Uh, I will like only wear a dark, dark wash jean. Um, so I'm very glad that those aren't really in style anymore maybe they are sorry if you wear light wash jeans I just don't like it on me um and yeah she has a flower in her hair like a beautiful little flower clip um and she's looking you know very very the woman of 2005 so yeah she like sees her car she freaks out she's really happy um she exclaims over the stars and I was like I'm with you girl it looks great other than that stupid spoiler it looks so stupid Um, so I, you know, I get easily wrapped up in excitement and I have no taste. So I'm like super into it as well. And, um, then exhibit introduces Mad Mike and yeah, he takes her through all of the features that, uh, we've already gone through. Um, so, you know, just touching on those quickly again, Mad Mike also says sunfire yellow. So I guess that's a thing. Um, he shows her the new bumper, like the body kit that they put on the car, it looks really bad. I think I, I said that earlier, but yeah, it looks really stupid. And like the bumper now has about three inches of clearance, if that, from the ground. Um, so if she drives anything like me, she's going to get that shit scratched up like immediately. Like as she pulls out from West Coast Customs, she's going to bottom out and scratch up the bottom of her like custom body kit. They had a Frankenstein together. Um, so it's it's really stupid and then he says that like all of the air will go like through the inside like and it makes it go faster again I don't know if I don't know much about cars that just doesn't sound true maybe it's true maybe that's why people put body kits on their cars maybe that makes sense I thought it was just like cosmetic 
let, let me know. If you're into cars and you're also into reality TV and you have somehow found this podcast, let me know if that's a thing. Um, but yeah, he says that that's what it's there for and he calls it the Pacer Racer. Um, shows her the 18-inch rims that they put on this car that look ridiculous. Uh, the stupid-ass spoiler with the actually kind of smart <laughs> solar panel that I kind of look uh, like. And then they have this really cool sunroof that they put in, like an electric ragtop sunroof. So like that is like probably the best thing in the car um everything else is really dumb but the sunroof looks great uh and then yeah they show her the terrible terrible interiors with all of like just all of that bright yellow shag and then exhibit says who killed big bird and i was like yeah that's exactly what it looks like it literally looks like you skin big bird alive and like upholster this car with him um and so another thing that like they didn't ever go over when they were doing the electronics but I guess there's like a pop-up little like like a video screen that pops up out of the dash like the center console um and it seems like it's a bad idea because I think it's literally like a like a video screen for like the driver slash passenger like the people in the front seat to watch I guess the people in the back seat are able to see it too um but it's definitely not a GPS because like within the shot you can see a GPS behind it like mounted on the dash um and yeah they're like showing some kind of music video or something it's pixelated out like it's all blocked out so you don't see what they're playing on the screen uh but they like just touch on it super briefly and i'm just like is that legal because the driver could definitely like see that and like watch something as they're driving down the road and that just seems like a bad idea um i feel like that's definitely not legal in california now because california is one of those states that has like all kinds of like laws and regulations about things so i i don't know if you're from california tell me if you think that would be legal or not um so yeah and then finally they show her uh the big reveal of the juicer in her trunk um with all the veg like fruits and veggies that they have like the bins um and then like they have like crazy straws and stuff and so again like she can't use her trunk for storage i think it's a really bad idea and so they like make her carrot juice she could not be like less enthused about this you know they probably had to shoot this a couple of times because she's just like it tastes like carrots yay there's a juicer in my trunk uh this is gonna be a pain in the ass um and then so finally like at the end of every pimp my ride episode they kind of you know they like to give a gift to the contestant that kind of reflects something about their personality or something that they think they would like um and so in the first episode for example they gave uh the guy um a guitar because he wanted to start a band in the second episode i watched they gave the girl new shoes because she likes shoes and she had a bunch of old shoes in her trunk so <laughs> they give jessica a cat like from the humane society which i mean the cat is really cute i love cats i have three cats sometimes you might hear them in the background of the podcast um hopefully not but yeah they might show up so yeah i love cats the cat is really really cute it's all white it has like these green yellow eyes it's really sweet um you know she names it pacer in honor of the uh the car um but i'm just like did was this discussed beforehand did was it brought up that she like wants a cat can she afford to take care of a cat you know she did mention earlier that she doesn't have enough money to like upkeep her car like does she have money for her cat does the cat come like does did it get all of its shots and things i'm assuming so since they said they got it from the humane society but like you know that that sounds like a typical like shitty reality tv show to 
get a cat and you know give it to you and just like foist it upon you and then you find out later like it doesn't have any of its shots and it needs to be updated and all these things so I just have a lot of questions about how they came to the cat um they said that they gave her the cat to like help with the rat problem but I'm like but the rats are gone now right like you stripped the car to the interior and you got out the rat that was in there like you shouldn't need it anymore maybe I mean, she should not be keeping her car wherever it was, where all those rats were. Like, I hope that she's learned her lesson. And it's not like the cat is going to live in the car. It's just, uh, I don't know. The cat is really cute. I'm all for a cat. You know, anytime there is a cat on TV, I'm like, yeah, I'm pro-cat. But I don't know. I think it was a bad idea that they gave her a cat. So that's it. That's, um, that's They Pimped a Ride. You know, Exhibit does the little thing where he, like, pops her shoulder, but she's wearing a cami, so he has to, like, go in and just, like, pop her cami strap. It's kind of awkward. Um, and then they do the last little thing where, um, you know, she drives it back, and, like, her family's there, and her sister, you know, uh, says that it, the car looks great now. They exclaim over the sunroof, because the sunroof is fucking gorgeous. Um, the emo kid is back. She's wearing another graphic tee. That's all I notice. You know, whatever. They're happy. They say that she likes, she says that she likes the car. I I like the car. I like it. I can't. I can't help it. It's like bright and it's pretty. I really hate the shag carpet and the stupid juicer. But like if you just gave me like a beautiful car that had that shiny paint job and like a shooting star motif and that gorgeous sunroof, I would be like, oh, wow, this is really pretty. Thank you so much. Um, and then, of course, it says like, oh, thanks, MTV, for pimping my ride. And that's how it ends is all episodes do. Um, and then in the very last shot, there's like a little like Chiron that scrolls by on the bottom of the screen that says no mice were harmed in the pimping of this ride. So I guess they they let the rat out back and you know he just scampered off to start a a rat family behind west coast customs um so yeah my general thoughts on re um you know upon re-watching pimp my ride and revisiting this show that i haven't seen in like solidly over a decade at this point you know i don't think i've seen any pimp my ride since it was on uh on tv um i kind of found it a little bit boring and repetitive um since again there are really only the two basic sessions of Either we're talking shit on the car as it currently is and like we're rehashing everything that's like shitty about it or we're like fixing the car and we're going over the new features and so it's just like you know kind of repeats that over and over again. I would not marathon pimp my ride these days like as I did when I was a kid and like I actively watched it too. Um, I think it would be um, a good show to like leave on in the background like while you're doing stuff like if you're cleaning or you need to do some homework or something um or like you know work work whatever I'm not in school anymore I don't do homework uh but you know it's like it's something kind of mindless that's like fun to leave on but it's like it's hard to access like I mentioned it was like really hard to find like a reliable place to watch it if you don't want to spend money on it um I don't think it's worth spending money on like a significant number of episodes to watch it's kind of stupid but you know it's it's good it's interesting for like a couple episodes I would just say don't burn yourself out on it uh if you do want to go back and revisit Pimp My Ride maybe look up some of the most ridiculous like the ridiculous um transformations that they've done to like you know do the entertaining ones but again, I have bad taste and I still kind of love everything they do. So it was a beautiful little like walk down nostalgia lane. But I don't think I would be compelled to like come back to it like I was with Survivor where I wanted I want to watch another Survivor season and recap a different episode. I, I think I've gotten my fill on Pimp My Ride for maybe another 15 years. Um, all right, Pimp My Ride, see you in like 2030 or something. 
Um, so yeah, to kind of wrap it up, I did a little bit of a where are they now. Um, so as of May 2017, I found the AMC Pacer was for sale in Denver, Colorado. Um, I found some article on thedrive.com. Uh, it still has the yellow paint job with the stars, but it looks like they got rid of the um, bumper and like the, the body kit that they put on that's like super low to the ground and they put the original bumper back on or whatever something that looks like the original just like silver regular bumper it looks in my opinion a lot better that way it looks like you might actually be able to like go over a bump without bottoming your car out um no telling what happened to pacer the cat i could not find any like updates where is he now um you know i choose to believe that pacer is is fat and happy he's probably an elderly cat now but you know he's probably just like living out his days in the california sunshine and that's that's what I believe. Um, and yeah, I hold that in my heart. <laughs> um, West Coast Customs is still open. Um, so after West Coast Customs, you know, I mentioned that they were uh, on seasons one through four of Pimp My Ride. Um, after they moved away from that, they had another show called Street Customs, um, which was like uh, later renamed Inside West Coast Customs, which then it, it moved to a couple of different networks. Um, so at one point, the Inside was dropped, so it was just called West Coast Customs, and then they moved it to another network, and it was brought back up. Um, so again, it was known as Street Customs or Inside West Coast Customs or West Coast Customs. Um, and this show was more of a documentary style rather than Pimp My Ride. Um, it was actually showing the ongoing projects that they did there instead of making cars specifically for a show. And they just happened to be the garage that was used. Uh, so they've done all kinds of uh, custom cars um, for celebrities such as Shaq, Sylvester Stallone. It mentioned that they did a car for one of the members of the royal family of Dubai. So all kinds of things. West Coast Customs is still going strong. Um, I looked it up. There were like a little bit of controversy with like, I don't know, they worked long hours and the employees weren't paid enough. But like, where are they at any job? So yeah, whatever. You go West Coast Customs. You go Ryan, the owner, for, you know, still making your money where you can. Um, and then I looked up Exhibit to see what he has been up to. Uh, in case you didn't know, because I thought this was really interesting, Exhibit's real name is Alvin Nathaniel Joyner. Um, that's quite a mouthful, but that's pretty interesting. Uh, so yeah, post Pimp My Ride, he's released some music. He's gone on tour. He's continued acting. Um, he was in a TV movie about SEAL Team 6. And then in 2016, he joined the cast of Empire, the TV show. So Exhibit's still doing his thing. Good for you. Um, he, like I mentioned earlier, Exhibit's a bit of a blind spot in me, or like for me pop culturally. Uh, so I haven't kept up with his career pre or post Pimp My Ride. But yeah, sounds like he's doing fine. Um, other than some uh, issues with the law, it does say that in uh, 2010, Exhibit owed more than $900,000 in delinquent federal taxes. Um, so yeah, that's, almost, I mean, it's almost nine years later. Exhibit, I hope that we've straight, you've straightened out. Um, I hope that you're, you're doing fine. You've paid your taxes. Um, you're on the straight and narrow path. You know, we're rooting for you, Exhibit. Uh, we hope that you get, you know, another breakout fantastic TV show that comes with a bunch of, like, franchising and licensing opportunities in 2019. We hope to see more of you. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much, everyone. I think that just about wraps it up with our second episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed this walk down memory lane. Um, if you haven't seen Pimp My Ride, I would say go back, uh, maybe pay the $2 on Amazon for an old episode. You know, it, it's pretty worthwhile. It's, it's a fun show. If you did watch it, it, you know, it, it doesn't really hold up 
it's fine. It's not terrible. It's not terribly dated, but you know, if if you're familiar with it, maybe not worth the two dollars. I say if you haven't seen it, it is a pretty iconic moment in pop culture. So I would say check it out. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for joining me. If you want to find us on Facebook, you can look at Snack Back to Reality Podcast. We're on Instagram at Snap Back to Reality Pod. Um, you can send me an email at snapbackpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, if you like this podcast, I would love it if you gave it a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever else you found it, um, or just tell your friends. Until next time, bye.